Do you have time set aside with the Lord consistently? I know sometimes we call it quiet time, but I think that can be kind of funny. I Probably some of you are laughing with me like, my house is never quiet. How am I going to have quiet time? Some of you are probably crying like, I just want some peace and quiet. I totally get it. But regardless of whether or not your time with the Lord is quiet, today we are going to go through four steps that will help you to create an effective routine to set aside time with the Lord. And I cannot promise you that your time with the Lord will be quiet. I don't know what your season of life is right now. I don't know your children, but I can help you to create a time set aside for the Lord that works for you, that works for your kids. So grab a pen and paper and let's do it. Hey mama, welcome to the Nourished Mom podcast, where you're going to learn how to find balance between homeschooling, housework, and all the other things. God is calling your family to a life of peace and goodness, even on those days when you're trying to remember why you chose to homeschool, you just want a minute to yourself, and you're overwhelmed with a million things to do. If you're ready for simple routines, time management strategies, and biblical mindsets to transform your days from on balance to intentional, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some independent work, or whatever is gonna keep them engaged for the next 15 minutes while we dig into today's show. So last episode, we talked about creating space for God by making it a way of life, not just time that's scheduled into our days, but a way that we we embrace the rhythms and include God in our day. And we use two habit hacks to help you. And if you haven't listened, go back to episode 73 and check it out because viewing our time with God this way is really helpful, especially when you're a busy mom, right? We want to make make time with God just a way that we do life. But having a time scheduled in or set aside for God is really important too because we need time to actually sit down and read God's word and comprehend what it's saying to us, right? We want to learn, learn about God, his plan for the world and his plan for us. And I know that finding time for this, finding time to sit down and can be a struggle. And I know it might not seem like you can find the time that you need, but I don't think that that's true because the Bible tells us that we should be doing that. We should be finding time to study God's word and be in God's word. So I know that he will make a way for you no matter what your season of life is, no matter what you have going on. But you've got to make your Bible study time work for you, right? So one of the first things we need to do is really to get your expectations right. I know we all have these visions of what we would love our quiet time to look like. You know, maybe I'm sitting in front of the the bay window with the sun coming up and a hot cup of coffee as I read the word and pray and it's quiet and no one's making noise. And that like probably will not be realistic for quite some time. 
So we really have to ditch the unrealistic expectations and figure out how you can make it work for you. Because maybe you're not in a season where you're going to have quiet time. You can still make it work. I used to set up the kids with something to do and like put on headphones because I just couldn't concentrate. So I would just put on some light Christian music in the background as I read and it would kind of tone out all of the other noises. So maybe you have to get creative. Maybe you have to work around your baby's schedule or your teenager's schedule. But I'm telling you, where there is a will, there is a way. And more, more rightly, where there is God's will, there is a way. God wants this for you. I promise you. But you do have to put in the effort to make it work. So today, we're going to talk about four steps that you can walk through to create a routine that will work for you no matter what season of life you are in. So when we're creating a routine, so we want it to be a habit, right? We want it to be something that comes easy to us, something that we can keep repeating that becomes just a way of life, And you probably heard me talk before about the habit loop. So in our brains, when our brains form like a real habit, it happens in a three-part loop. You have the cue that tells you like, okay, I'm going to start doing the thing. The routine, which is the things that you actually walk out and do. And then the reward, like what is the positive outcome from this that keeps your brain telling you, yes, I want to keep doing that. So we're going to start with step one, creating a cue. So you have to have something that triggers you to start your routine. This is like the when and the where. So some things I want you to consider and write down. How often do you want to do your Bible study? Can you shoot for seven days a week? Can you shoot for five days a week? Maybe you're just going to shoot for three days a week. Maybe like you're literally not sure. You're not even doing a Bible study right now and you want to start with just one day a week, start where you are. This is a really important part because if you start making plans that are not realistic for you are right now or that just seem too big for you to actually obtain, it's going to make it harder for you to get started. Set a goal that is easy to obtain so then when you obtain it, you're motivated and then you can make that goal bigger. So uh, Uh, For your Bible study, do you want to do certain days of the week, a certain time of day? What is going to be your trigger? Can you attach your Bible study to another habit? Maybe you wake up every morning and you already have a coffee. Can you attach your Bible study to that? Maybe, um, you know, we're going to talk about some ideas, but if your baby's napping, can you attach your Bible study to that? So consider the rhythms of your day and consider your kids' rhythms, right? That might even be even more important because if we were on our own all day, it'd probably be pretty easy to get in some quiet time, right? I'm pretty sure I could be quiet and read the word, but we have all these other little people that we're we're working with here um, that their needs are important too. So we need to consider their rhythms if you want to make this work for you. So maybe you want to study your Bible each weekday morning when you wake up. Start off the day on the right foot, you know, get your mind right. So your cue would be when you wake up. Maybe when the baby naps each afternoon. So the cue would be when you put your baby down for a nap. Maybe you want to do your Bible study in the car because you're spending so much time sitting in the car during your son's soccer practice. So your cue is when you drop your son off for practice. 
So pick a cue that is consistent in your life. So if you want to do this thing four days a week, what is already happening in your life during those four days that you can use to trigger this new routine that you want to start? Okay, so pick your cue. Step two, you're going to create your routine. So what will this routine look like? What do you need? What do you want it to look like? So the the first part of this is having a plan, right? So I'm not just going to wake up and say, all right, I'm, I'm doing my Bible study because I, I woke up, that's my trigger, that's my cue, and now I'm doing my Bible study, but I have no idea what that really means. I don't have a plan. Then you're more likely to not follow through because you don't really know where you're going. But if you know what you're doing, if you have a plan, you know what steps you're going to take, it's easier to follow through. So for an example, I do my Bible study right now when I wake up in the morning. It looks like this. My alarm goes off. I get out of bed. I grab the things on my bedside table that I need. I bring them over to the other side of the bed because usually my little son is in between me and my nightside table. So I get my things that I need, my computer, my Bible, my reading light, plug in my computer, get my pen and pencil. It's all there on my side table. So I'm just bringing it to where I'm at. And then I sit back down in bed because if I get up and get out of bed, my son is definitely going to wake up and he's going to want to (laughs) play. So if I stay in the bed, he still sleeps and I have time to do my study. So I start with prayer. I start with looking, um, just praying for the things I commonly pray for or new things that are happening in my life or, you know, whatever's on my heart. And then I also have a prayer list that I keep um, for people that I'm praying for. You know, when people tell me like, I need prayer for this or I observe something, you know, going on in somebody's life and I write it down so I can pray for that. So I start with like 15 minutes of prayer and I jump into my study and um I'll make sure that I know what that is. Like when I'm done with one study, I'm going to pick a new study. So I know where am I going? Am I reading a book? Am I jumping into something online? What am I using? I want to know in advance because if I wait till that morning, I'm going to be tired. And after I pray, I'm going to close my eyes because I'm not sure what I'm doing and I might fall back asleep. (laughs) So I want to have a plan. And if you can follow the same pattern each time you're doing this routine, it's going to enforce it, reinforce it in your brain. You're going to create pathways that are strong and actually create a habit that's easy to follow. Another part of creating your routine is being prepared with what you need, right? I know that I need my Bible. I need my journal. I need my computer. I need my headphones so I don't wake my son up if I'm listening to um, something online, And I make sure that if these items aren't in my room, that I bring them up the night before when I'm going to bed so I'm prepared. So I don't have to go downstairs and grab my Bible and then get distracted because the dog has to go out. The next part of creating your routine is to consider your obstacles because you know that there are things that could come up that will get in your way, right? That's, That's the problem. That's why we're not doing it all the time, right? So how can you avoid the obstacles or respond to them in a way that you can still get your Bible study in? So for example, if your kids wake up in the morning when you're doing your Bible study, how are you going to respond to that? So, you know, if Forrest wakes up on the, on the side of me, usually um, I'll just, I'll give him a book or I'll give him Epic or something to do while he's waiting for me to be done. 
What if your baby wakes up early from the nap if you're doing your Bible study during nap time? What are you going to do? Will you take the baby into the room with you? Will you ask an older child to entertain the baby and watch the baby until you're done? Have a game plan. Brainstorm the obstacles that are going to come up and how you will respond so you can be prepared. Another thing that I see that gets in the way for a lot of moms is that they're distracted by the mess in the house. How can you overcome this obstacle? One mom I was working with um, recently, this was a trigger for her. And she decided, do you know what? I'm just going to do a five-minute cleanup before I do my Bible study because then I know it's not going to distract me. I'm not going to be looking at it and thinking about it and wanting to get up and clean. I'll be able to stay focused. And that worked for her. Some moms that I talk to are too tired to get up early and do the Bible study that they want to do because they want it to be quiet. They want, they want their kids to kind of be mellow. They want to wake up early and do it, but they're tired. So how can you work around that? Sometimes we start with a bedtime routine, right? We make a bedtime routine when we're making the Bible study routine because for them, the two go hand in hand. They can't wake up early enough, so they've got to get to bed early enough. One thing that I do when I'm tired in the morning is I jump out of bed and do 20 squats just to get my energy going and my brain flowing so I don't fall back asleep when I'm doing my Bible study. Okay, so that's your routine. Make a plan, get prepared, know your obstacles. Step three, you're going to consider your reward. So in order to stay motivated, there has to be a positive outcome attached to this habit and routine that you're trying to create. And we know that there are immeasurable good things that come when we connect with God, when we study his word, right? The peace, the wisdom, the joy, these are just intrinsic rewards, things that come from just doing this. And, you know, pray to ask the Lord to make you hungry for his word, to keep you focused when you do your Bible study. And if you need something a little extra to get you started, a little kick to get you started, sometimes we add in an extrinsic reward. So this is something that's outside of the benefits of actually doing the thing. So something like attaching your morning morning coffee or your tea to your Bible study because it's something that you like, you look forward to and it motivates you to actually do it. Um, maybe a piece of chocolate. I always use chocolate as a reward, guys. I love chocolate. Um, a piece of chocolate to your afternoon study, something to look forward to, to and keep you motivated while you are growing and cultivating those intrinsic rewards that just come from being in God's word. All right, so consider your reward. If you need to add in an extrinsic reward, attach something positive to your routine to keep you motivated. Step four, we're going to practice, right? Now you know when you're going to be doing your routine. You have your cue. You know what you're doing. You have your plan. You're prepared. You know how to respond to or eliminate obstacles. And you know your reward to keep you motivated. Now you just got to practice. Um, what is it? The verse in, there's a verse in Philippians, I think, four, where Paul says, now practice these things I'm teaching you, right? These are things that we just have to keep practicing. So get to it, right? <laughs> just keep practicing. And um, figure out as you're practicing this, what's working? What isn't working? Do you need to adjust anything to make it work better, to make it realistic for you? Be aware of that, make adjustments, and then get back to practicing. So for instance, maybe you find out that like you wanted to do a morning time Bible study, but 
over and over again, it just hasn't worked. Like the kids get up, it's not working. What do you need to adjust? Maybe it's a simple adjustment like you need to move to a different room or, um, you know, set your kids up with something. Maybe you need to move it to a different time of day. But consider, you know, if it's not working, what adjustments need to be made. Make the adjustments. Keep practicing. You know what? It's not going to look perfect every day. Some days it's like not going to work out and that's okay. Don't give up. Just keep doing your best. And I know that your efforts are going to absolutely pay off as the Lord transforms your heart. And then that transforms how you approach your kids and your husband. And it transforms your home and your family. And it's beautiful. And I know that the Lord has great things in store for you. All right. I also wanted to just throw in a couple of my favorite Bible study tools right now. Some things that I've been using are um, the website studylight.org. Super awesome if you're into words and definitions. So I use the interlinear function where you can click on the word in English. So you basically put in the Bible verse. So say I'm reading a Bible verse and there's a word, like I'm reading something, it says something about work. And I'm like, well, what does work really mean in this context? I can click on the interlinear function, click on the word work, and it's gonna give me the original Hebrew or Greek word and its meaning. And for me, this really helps me gain more clarity on what the scripture means. Another tool I really like right now is the Enduring Word Commentary. So this is a verse-by-verse breakdown of each book of the Bible, and it's in outline form. So um, it's really helpful to go through and and just break down what it means. And he also includes other um, theologians' commentaries too, um, different quotes by famous theologians that really help to help you to understand what the verse means. Another tool I love is The Bible Project. They have really awesome videos on specific books of the Bible and specific topics. And I used to use this a lot when I did the my Bible study um, downstairs and the kids would watch it and they would love it too because the graphics are like awesome. But I really like it because it gives you a strong history and background of each book of the Bible. So when I start studying a new book, this is where I'm going to go to get the background of like when was this written, who was it written by, what was going on in history in that time. And it gives you really good insight into what was going on. Another tool I love is Open Bible. It's like openbible.info. And it's a topical Bible. So if I'm looking for a certain scripture, I can go on there into the topical Bible and type in, um, I don't know, love. And it will bring up like all of these scriptures about love. So if I'm studying a certain topic and I want to look into various scriptures about that topic, I use this. Oh, and something else that might be helpful. I have a bookmark that I created that outlines the inductive Bible study method. And it's just, it's a method that kind of helps you understand scripture and walk through and remember, you know, the scripture that you're reading. This helps you to understand the main point of each passage that you study so you can communicate that point to other people and just understand what it all means and apply it to your life. And I will put a link to the the bookmark in the show notes. So basically, it's just a PDF that you can print out and use it as a bookmark, and it will help you kind of go through those steps as you study your Bible. 
I would also love to hear about your favorite Bible study tools um, because, you know, I'm, I'm always looking for new tools and we can help each other grow as we learn God's word. If you're not in the Facebook group yet, you need to get there. The community is growing and I'm excited, you know, that the conversation's going and we're helping each other with different things. But I would love for you to hop in there and tell us your favorite tools right now and what you're using. So I will put a link to the Facebook group in the show notes as well. All right, so you've got the steps of your routine. You're going to start it this week and let us know in the Facebook group how you're doing, what you need help on, and let's encourage each other. So in the next episode, we're going to keep talking about making space for God, but we're going to dig a little deeper, right? What is actually keeping you from spending time with the Lord? If you're having trouble making space and time for God, it's time to ask What are you putting first? What are you prioritizing? What are you valuing? Are there things that you are putting before God in your heart and your mind? These are idols. So we're going to be talking about identifying idols and then busting them down. So um, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you'll get notifications when any new episodes come out. And then um, if this episode was helpful to you or if just the podcast in general has been a blessing to you, I would be so appreciative if you shared it with a friend that you think it would also bless. I just want to pray for us before we close. Lord, I thank you for each woman that is listening here, Lord. I pray that you just fill their hearts, Lord, with a desire to dig into your word, to know you more, Lord, to to just learn about you, Lord, and that you show them just the blessings that come, Lord, that your word is alive and active, Lord, and that has the power to transform our hearts and our lives, Lord. Lord, be with each woman that is listening guide her heart, Lord. Bless her family. In the name of Jesus, amen. 